Good day. Welcome to Partakers and to our series, A Simple Way to Pray, with Martin Luther. Our eighth study. Finally, mark this, that you must always speak the Amen firmly. Never doubt that God in his mercy will surely hear you and say yes to your prayers. Never think that you are kneeling or standing alone. Rather think that the whole of Christendom, all devout Christians, are standing there beside you and you are standing among them in a common united petition which God cannot disdain. Do not leave your prayer without having said or thought. Very well, God has heard my prayer. This I know as a certainty and a truth. That is what Amen means. You should also know that I do not want you to recite all these words in your prayer. That would make it nothing but idle chatter and prattle, read word for word out of a book, as were the rosaries by the laity and the prayers of the priests and monks. Rather do I want your heart to be stirred and guided concerning the thoughts which ought to be comprehended in the Lord's Prayer. These thoughts may be expressed, if your heart is rightly warned and inclined toward prayer, in many different ways and with more words or fewer. I do not bind myself to such words or syllables, but say my prayers in one fashion today, in another tomorrow, depending upon my mood and feeling. I stay, however, as nearly as I can, with the same general thoughts and ideas. It may happen occasionally that I may get lost among so many ideas in one petition that I forego the other six. If such an abundance of good thoughts comes to us, we ought to disregard the other petitions. Make room for such thoughts. Listen in silence, and under no circumstances obstruct them. The Holy Spirit himself preaches here, and one word of his sermon is far better than a thousand words of our own prayers. Many times I have learned more from one prayer than I might have learned from much reading and speculation. It is of great importance that the heart be made ready and eager for prayer. As the preacher says, prepare your heart for prayer and do not tempt God. What else is it but tempting God when your mouth babbles and the mind wanders to other thoughts? Like the priest who prayed, Farmer, did you unhitch the horses? Maid, go out and milk the cow. Gloria pata e filio e spiritu sancto. Hurry up, boy. I wish the ague would take you. I have heard many such prayers in my experience under the papacy. Most of their prayers are of this sort. This is blasphemy, and it would be better if they played at it if they cannot or do not care to do better. In my day I have prayed many such canonical hours myself, regrettably, and in such a manner that the psalm or the allotted time came to an end before I even realised whether I was at the beginning or in the middle. Though not all of them blurt out the words as did the above-mentioned cleric, 
and mix business and prayer. They do it by the thoughts in their hearts. They jump from one thing to another in their thoughts, and when it's all over, they do not know what they have done or what they have talked about. They start with law date, and right away they are in a fool's paradise. It seems to me that if someone could see what arises as prayer from a cold and inattentive heart, he would conclude that he had never seen a more ridiculous kind of buffoonery. But, praise God, it is now clear to me that a person who forgets what he has said has not prayed well. In a good prayer, one fully remembers every word and thought from the beginning to the end of the prayer. So, a good and attentive barber keeps his thoughts, attention and eyes on the razor and hair and does not forget how far he has gotten with his shaving or cutting. If he wants to engage in too much conversation or let his mind wander or look somewhere else, he is likely to cut his customer's mouth, nose or even his throat. Thus, if anything is to be done well, it requires the full attention of all one's senses and members. As the proverb says, he who thinks of many things thinks of nothing and does nothing right. How much more does prayer call for concentration and singleness of heart if it is to be a good prayer? This, in short, is the way I use the Lord's Prayer when I pray it. To this day I suckle at the Lord's Prayer like a child, and as an old man eat and drink from it and never get my fill. It is the very best prayer, even better than the Psalter, which is so very dear to me. It is surely evident that a real master composed and taught it. What a great pity that the prayer of such a master is prattled and chattered so irreverently all over the world. How many pray the Lord's Prayer several thousand times in the course of a year, and if they were to keep on doing so for a thousand years, they would not have tasted nor prayed one iota, one dot of it. In a word, the Lord's Prayer is the greatest martyr on earth, as are the name and word of God. Everybody tortures and abuses it. Few take comfort and joy in its proper use. That's it for this week. Next Sunday, we continue on with this little letter. Thanks for joining us on Partakers. Come back every day to www.partakers.co.uk where there is something added to help you as a Christian disciple in the 21st century. See you later.